All right. So today we're going to kick it off with some Hyundai news. They've got, man, they've been just absolutely destroying the uh, EV segment. I, I mean, in a good way. Mm-hmm. Because I'm seeing these things on a road. They're delivering, apparently. You can go test drive these things where no one else seems to be able to deliver. They have ambitious looks in the sense that they actually seem futuristic and different, but at the same time, uh, approachable to people. Mm-hmm. It's something about the shape of these things. I remember when the rumors were like, oh, this is going to be the partner for Apple for the Apple car. Remember those rumors? Yep. <clears throat> and they showed off a number of silhouettes, uh, including that one, the prophecy concept. And they said, okay, yeah, that's if Apple does a car, that's what it's going to look like. I'm just amazed at the pace with which they're showing off models and actually uh, delivering product uh, for a company that was kind of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they were slow in the first place. Like, I guess all brands were slow to transition to EVs, but they're moving rapidly at the moment, it seems like. And they're showing off stuff that is actually getting my attention, including some of these concepts. Like, what's going on with the designers over there, Will? They hired everybody. They said... They, they're letting them they're letting people draw yeah <laughs> that's what they do guy like you would fit in over there yeah I, I would have a good time they say hey man uh whatever you want whatever uh style you want to attempt go for it we may we might build a concept mm. and what? they got this retro future thing going on yeah and that's what got me pumped up this morning Hyundai Envision 74 first look. What? Get out of here with that. Look at that. It's like an upgraded DeLorean slash Skyline. Like, what's going on here? Oh, that looks intense. Is this? That, that looks fun. Is this something you could, is, could you pick up some groceries in that? Uh, I would, I would drive it. Okay. I think it will be kind of cool. So here's what's interesting about this. This concept is actually... A hybrid, not a full-out EV that they've been working on for a really long time. And it got me thinking about how the hybrid idea is, like, it's a little bit unfortunate that it kind of went away. Because in some circumstances, it's still a very flexible, Mm -hmm. effective method of having the best of both now i know it's not even worth talking about because people have moved on to full evs and that's the future and everything else but there man there there was some cool stuff happening in hybrids and this one is especially cool this concept because it's a hydrogen fuel cell hybrid now originally the reason for doing that was because they were trying to increase range because they were looking at what an electric vehicle would be like if it was really being pushed from a performance perspective for long periods of time and some of the downsides of doing that. Uh, and also weight. We, we're all well aware that the uh, batteries weigh a little bit. Uh, in contrast, the hydrogen that's on board with this hybrid is only 4.2 kilograms. And they claimed the Envision would have a range of 373 miles when driven gently. (laughs) But I don't want to drive gently with that car. So is this a sports car? Uh, 580 horsepower. 155 mile per hour top speed. 0 to 60 in 4 seconds. I mean, it's not like stupid crazy. 
for me, it's it's a lot of it's about the design. For me, uh, I'm I am excited for like w- what EVs have done to automotive, revitalized it, gotten everybody talking about it out in public. And I'm excited to now see a greater variety of options, silhouettes, and looks for electric vehicles. And I think Hyundai's right there at the forefront when they're showing off stuff like this. Yes. Whether it ever comes to fruition or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they claim charging time 10, uh, 10 to 80% in about 18 minutes using the similar charge tech that they have on their other actual models that are in production. Uh, there's a, there's a, a cool connection here with, as far as the designer and the inspiration, 1974 Hyundai Pony Coupe concept, uh, Lancia 037 DeLorean DMC 12 in the look, the wheels I'm a big fan of, they call them turbine style. Look at those wheels right there. So uh, anyway, this is obviously far in the future. I would like to see just a full out EV car like this and but the point being is they're getting closer to an n part of their lineup believe it or not i know the whole thing is fresh and moving so quickly so they put out the initial ionic model which you can buy and you see on the street and now they're debuting the six which is a very cool looking card that's the one that's based on the concept that i mentioned earlier prophecy can't remember the name of it now that everyone was citing with the apple car 379 mile range and you can see the how sleek the tail is on this thing. Uh, the global debut just took place. And it's running on the same platform as the Ionic 5, but obviously the car itself is different. All electric, based on the prophecy. And you can get some shots of the interior as well. Now, obviously, the concept looks a little bit better than this. But, man, they stayed fairly true when you start flicking through those images. And you get to the interior, it's a, it's a pretty spacious interior considering how sleek that roof line is along back. You start to look at that, the rear seat. Now, you know that for these pictures, they push those front seats all the way forward. So there's a little exaggeration going on. Yeah. But that's a tough thing to do in automotive design. And a guy like you, Will, would understand that. How do you make it look small and sleek on the outside, but roomy and you know spacious on the inside? Mm. It's a very tough thing to achieve. They do it sometimes. We talked about it with other cars we've had in here where they make certain segments black so you visually sure. you don't really pick it up, but actually you've got the headroom. Uh, obviously, there's plenty of tech in there as well. Dual color, customizable ambient lighting in a spectrum of 64 colors. You've got to have the ambient lighting in 2022. Four USB Type-C ports, one USB Type-A port. These things are becoming more and more uh, tech-like. Electric active sound design, EASD, spaceship-like sounds. Well, you need that. Speed sync lighting mode, changing the brightness of interior lighting in the front row based on the EV speed. Front row relaxation comfort seats. Uh, Adjusting the seat angle available in certain markets. Uh, How about the specs on this thing? 53 kilowatt hour or 77.4 available. You can get rear-wheel drive uh, or all-wheel drive. 610 kilometers or 379 miles of range, 0 to 60 in 5 seconds. Um, And then that fast charging, DC fast charging, 10 to 80% in 18 minutes. And these things are 
more affordable than some of the other stuff that's out there, more available than some of the other stuff that's out there. They could have made these ugly. They didn't make them ugly. They, they, they look pretty good. I think you're going to see these on the street. Yeah, I'll get two. You might get two. And the infotainment supports Android CarPlay or Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. And in their launch video, they showed at the very end a teaser for the N. They said it says Ionic will continue with N. Stay tuned for N Day at the end of the digital world premiere at this event. Oh, so I mean they don't, they're not going to. It's not going to be about this uh, hydrogen hybrid. But what is the N going to look like on this platform? The performance model. You're going to get two of those as well. All right. Well. Oh yeah. Uh, this is a pretty cool little tech demo. People have been trying to figure out how to use this LiDAR stuff on these iPhones. And obviously, we've seen demonstrations from Apple and Ikea, I think. Oh, hey, you put this piece of furniture in a room. Don't you want it? Or you put this computer or how's it going to look in my space type thing. Mm-hmm. Well, the only issue with that is what if you want to redo the whole room and you want to start from scratch? Well, that's where this comes in. This is called Reset. It lets you wipe out everything that's in a room so that you can uh, reimagine it with whatever other items you might want to place into it. It's like when you're a kid and you want to you move your bed to the other side of the room. You're like, it's a whole new room. It's like uh, Sims. You know that game? Of course I know that game. It just reset. What if you could use the augmented reality features of a LiDAR-equipped iPhone to see how a room might look with all of its furniture removed? That's the idea between, behind the new prototype shown off by Shopify's Russ Maskmeyer on Twitter. He refers to it as a reset button for a room. And uh, it's just an experiment at the moment. This isn't a thing that's, you know, that any type of company is implementing. But there's all kinds of items you might want to imagine in a room, like a couch, a desk, a kitchen table or something. It wouldn't, it would just be useless with all your stuff already there. Yeah. You can't really visualize it in that way. The prototype built with Apple's Room Plan API, uh, detailed at WWDC this year, designed to let an iPhone or iPad user with LiDAR scan a room, understand its geometry and furniture, and build a 3D model that app developers can use however they want. So maybe that's something to be said about uh this being shown off by Shopify the prototype being built by Shopify I mean a lot of different products sold on Shopify you can imagine that I don't know build it into the product in some way mm. or certain clients might want something like this it's just kind of this other demo scans out the furniture that's in there so it just has the floor and the wall and then I'm hoping that somehow the wall and the uh, floor will kind of stitch together. So Shout out to Willie Do, guys. He's not feeling 100%, all right? <laughs> okay. Give him a break. Jeez, guys. <clears throat> really impressive stuff. This guy, he's fighting right now. He's I... staying in the game. <clears throat> he's fighting. Yeah. Give the guy a break, all right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> impressive stuff. No, no, it's very I, it's very cool. I love how, how quickly, and, like how smoothly and quickly uh, it takes place. And I can imagine, I don't know, can they sell this technology? Is it only for clients? It's just a prototype at the moment. But I would think IKEA would want to buy something like this. Mm-hmm. I would think. Or, or, or license it and improve their own stuff. Here's an exclusive one from Reuters. Saudi Arabia doubles second quarter Russian fuel oil imports for power generation. Uh, you know, 
everybody out there, the U.S. and such, trying to limit uh, the revenue, trying to limit the funds going back to Russia because of the situation in Ukraine. And meanwhile, you have some countries actually increase consumption of uh, Russian fuel products for because because when when the customer base when a lot of the customer base goes away guess what happens supply and demand guess what happens well mm. you catch a deal mm-hmm. you might get it for less so uh, in this in this case saudi arabia the world's largest oil exporter doubled the amount of russian fuel oil it imported in the second quarter to feed power stations to meet summer cooling demand <sighs> A lot of cooling demand and free up the kingdom's own crude for export. It's so squirrely the way this whole thing goes. Mm. I'm trying to use this. I'm trying to free up this more exportable product. I don't want to burn that. I can sell that, set the price on that. Let me burn this. I can get catching a deal because the usual buyers of this product aren't there anymore. This fuel oil. Uh, the increased sales of fuel oil using power generation in Saudi Arabia show that the challenge that U.S. President Joe Biden faces is his, as his administration seeks to isolate Russia and cut its energy export revenues. And he's over there right now, mm. shaking hands or bumping fists. I don't know. Apparently, it's a. He said he wasn't going to shake any hands. <clears throat> he's going to be very safe and bump fists instead, but then he broke the rule pretty quickly because people were extending the hand and you've been shaking hands. If you're Biden, you've been shaking hands already for 84 years or whatever it is. Is he 84? No, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? It's a a hard thing to break. Like I experienced this myself Mm -hmm. when after like the sporting event with the kids and, and, and the coaches are used to shaking hands, like good game type stuff. And then... Shortly after COVID, it was definitely fist bumps. But then Uh at some point, people were like, okay, are we... Let's transition back. Well, somebody extends a hand. And are you the guy at that moment to unextend the hand? Like, are you... Hey, put that hand away. Or it's tough. It's all wrapped up. Are you that guy? No, I I shook hands. But because I'm around you and look at the situation you're in. Yeah. I mean, I think I can be shaking hands. I got the... My immune system is just... Okay. Full, fully charged up lately. Mm. And now that I say that, I'm going to be dropped on the floor here. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, my immune system is tip-top shape. I stay up right till 2 a.m. drinking beers and... Yeah. Then I die. So, it's a matter of time anyway. Other uh, Many countries have banned and discouraged purchases from Russia. Um, China, India, and several African and Middle Eastern nations have, have actually increased imports. Mm. They said, oh, you don't want that stuff? We'll take it at half price. Wow. That's some good stuff over there. We'll t- at that price, we'll take it. That's what they said. Uh, but anyway, Biden's over there looking for to increase oil supplies. People are really pissed about these gas prices. I'll tell oh, you yeah, that. For sure. They are pissed about these gas prices. Uh, so how much more did they buy? Data obtained by Reuters, uh, showed Saudi Arabia imported 647,000 tons of fuel oil from Russia, uh, which was up from 320,000. So yeah, like double. Um, it's tough, man. You go around there trying to police the world. You go around there shaking hands, bumping fists. Hey, don't do that. Hey, do this. Hey, cut me a deal. No, I'm getting this deal over here and... 
lot of lines, a lot of borders, economies, different political systems. Don't get me going well. I guess it makes EV makers happy, right? Hmm. That's the, the angle transition. you go. That's where you go with it. Interesting. Well, you're going back to Hyundai. Yeah. Uh, well, this story you wanted me to talk about, I don't. there's not much to say about it. Elon Musk's dad had a secret second child with his stepdaughter. I, uh, okay. I, okay. I didn't know. I guess one insight that I gathered from this, as uh, terrible as that is, one insight that I gathered from this is that they're estranged. Elon and his father are no longer. No? No, they don't like, he does not like him. He called him a terrible human or something like this. Oh. Um, so... I'm just going to paint the picture real quick just because the story's got a lot of track. I don't I don't know. I'm going to paint the picture real quick. A lot of people are involved. His father was married to his mother first, number of children, got divorced, married somebody else. So these this girl would be Elon's stepsister. Mm. I'm just trying to, just so you have a vision sure. here. And so when years later... She's pregnant with her stepfather, Elon's father's son, daughter, whatever. The family's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And uh, I guess Elon was at the forefront of what are you doing? Uh, Elon's dad claims the pregnancy was unplanned and they're no longer living together, citing the 41-year age gap. 76 and 35. He said, any man who marries a younger woman, even if you feel very sprightly, it's going to be nice for a while, but there's a big gap and that gap is going to show itself. It's funny. He just moves on away from the fact that he raised this person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, I guess he's forgotten about that portion or, or maybe there's more, even more to it that I don't even want to go into. Yeah, the sinister side of it. He like is, uh, basically he started helping to raise this person at the age of four. Uh huh. And then he divorced her mother at eighteen years. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what laws exist and stuff, but it makes you question all sorts of things, and it's it's very anyway. The children were shocked. His children. And he himself says they still don't like it. They still feel creepy about it because she's their sister. Well, yeah, they feel creepy about it. She's their sister, their father. Like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. He he does uh, verify half sister. Like I don't. Anyway, uh, Elon has not commented on this latest thing. Um, he's not a fan. He says, uh, "What did he describe him as?" I want to get this right. He says, mm, I don't know, something like he's a terrible person. Terrible human? I don't know. Yeah. Something along those lines. There you go. Terrible human being, which is even worse. Yeah. Uh, They still don't like it. Elon has not publicly made their, the pair are still estranged with Elon describing his dad as a terrible human being. I suppose maybe he has multiple uh, reasons for saying something like that. Um, however, Elon himself is doing his part to populate the universe. He's actually got his father beat. He's got 10 offspring at the moment, 
with the recent twins. I don't know if that's a competition. I think it's a competition. It's obviously a competition going on there. Uh, Starbucks is going to close some stores citing safety concerns. Imagine that, Will. Danger at the at the Starbucks stores. Oh, what kind of safety concerns? Well, you know, some of these neighborhoods gone downhill, I guess. Post-COVID, I don't know. Inflation, recession, I don't know what's going, but after careful consideration, we are closing some stores and locations that have experienced a high volume of challenging incidents that make it unsafe to continue to operate. Oh. Uh, to what does that sound like to you? To me, it sounds like uh, violence, theft, robbery happen in the store, in front of the store, and, and you have employees that don't want to show up. They're like, hey, man, that's the way it sounds to me. The stores are in Seattle, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C., oh, and Portland, Oregon. Well, I think the majority of them are in Los Angeles. Uh, employees are seeing firsthand the challenges facing our communities. Well, yeah, except they're, you're bouncing as well. So what happens? To those, you know how they would say once a Starbucks goes into a community, it gets gentrified. Well, what happens when the Starbucks is like, nope, we're out, we're out. Does the opposite. Boarded up. Uh, it's a Just pretty chaos. Well, it was a pretty ugly scene when you got the boarded up Starbucks sign. You're like, yeah, Starbucks couldn't put up with it anymore. Mm. Maybe a lot of people try to get out. It just goes downhill from there. But I guess they get a lot of incident reports and they start to look at the their employees and the well-being and so forth. And by the sounds of it, that's uh, how they make decisions like this. But I thought it was a bit of a strange reason. Normally, they close a the store. They go, it's underperforming. Uh-huh. They yeah, just we're not doing the right uh, enough business over there. Over here, though, they're saying, no, actually, this is just dangerous safety situations. You don't hear that very often. You want to take a break? We take a break. We'll be right back. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey. Searching the internet for the best coupons so you don't have to do it yourself. Uh, There's all kinds of things in life you'd rather have done for you. Like, uh, I need Honey to take out the garbage for me as well. I don't know if they can do that. No, I don't think that they're doing that yet, but they're doing something close, which is uh, saving you money. It's almost as good. You could uh, possibly with all the money you save, you could find some other workaround with that garbage, couldn't you? Like a helper? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what you need to do. Well, just something. Or maybe you're just so happy about the money you saved. You're in such a good mood. You're like, you know what? I'm going to take the garbage out. Hey, do, 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 do. The birds are singing because of honey. It worked out. Yeah, you add it to your browser in seconds. Few clicks, 100% free. You know what it costs you? Nothing. Then there's 30,000 different stores. Uh, a place like Finish Line, uh, look, Forever 21, Lenovo's even on there for the tech people. And it's going to find the best coupon so you don't miss out. Uh, you spend less and you score big. I don't know about you. I like scoring big. Imagine shopping in one of your favorite sites. When you go to checkout, the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons. I got a couple hats from Brixton. I was able to save over $50 using Honey. Just apply the coupon at checkout. All it takes is one tap. If you don't have Honey already, you can be missing out on deals. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash later. That's joinhoney.com slash later. Uh, we're also sponsored by ZocDoc. Find local doctors, uh, dermatologists, specialists. Well, you can see it's a cycling through there in your area with reviews 
I told you this before, Will. I say you can't even eat at a restaurant without looking at a, a review book. But all of a sudden, you're you're sitting on a examination table mm. without a review. You don't know who you're dealing with over here, and all of a sudden you're you're laying down. <laughs> I don't think so. So how about this for an idea? Forget about all that. And now you got a dentist, you got a primary care doctor, or I said a specialist dermatologist, like a 4.94 star with 18 reviews. Or you can see, look at in the top right, 788 reviews, 4.81. So all of a sudden you're saying, you know, I feel pretty confident here. Like, look at the type of stuff you can review. Wait times. 92% of patients with this doctor waited less than 30 minutes. You schedule and you do it all online. You're not picking up your phone. You do the booking right there because you do everything else on the internet in 2022. So you should do this too with ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed. Take your insurance and are available when you need them. Find the doctor that is right for you and book an appointment in person or remotely that works for your schedule. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search find and book doctors with a few taps. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Lulater and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash Lulater. ZocDoc.com slash Lulater. We're also sponsored by ExpressVPN. This is a VPN that just works. Premium VPN fast speeds all your streaming all your privacy whatever region you need to be in to unlock the content you want to watch from that region you just pop this on takes two seconds it works on everything that you have windows mac linux ios android you can even install it right on your router so everything that connects through your network is protected through expressvpn there's browser extensions for chrome firefox and edge 94 countries so it doesn't matter where you happen to be if uh, like look at this argentina bahamas bolivia brazil canada with a drop down menu and you can see the different services that are offered in those different regions canada uh, Mon montreal toronto toronto to vancouver and so forth um well i mean what can i say about a premium vpn it's an experience that you're just not going to get uh it's an experience that is not going to be frustrating for you where you're trying to stream your stuff and there's any type of buffering or something like that going on and you know me i'm a bit of a aficionado when it comes to the content sometimes i need to watch the foreign stuff and so i might have to hop onto a website i might need to see something over on the bbc or something i need to be in the uk for that well guess what i don't have to actually go to the uk for that thanks to expressvpn for less than seven dollars per month you can fight back against big tech by using expressvpn expressvpn helps you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your ip address a unique identifier that every device has that allows big tech to match your activity back to you if you don't like big tech tracking you and selling your personal data for profit it's time to fight back visit expressvpn.com later right now you can get three months of expressvpn for free that's expressvpn.com later expressvpn.com later go check it out we got some Instagram news here. Uh, apparently now, I mean, they're they're leaning into this thing about uh, having paid subscribers for exclusive content, which is the future, where you can have like experiences that I guess are tighter knit, where 
You would have... Like uh, OnlyFans? Uh, I didn't want to say that. I don't know what their rules are around the type of content, but ultimately more ways for creators to make money, which is going to keep them publishing, which is going to keep people on these platforms. I mean, you can see how it all goes. Uh, now, up until now, what you could have is subscriber-only stories, but you couldn't have subscriber-only feed posts. And now what they're doing is they're letting you have that. So you can put up a feed post. You can have an, your entire feed be protected for only those who have a special badge who are paying you Whatever the cost of your subscription, anywhere from $0.99 cents to $99.99, you get that purple badge. And then what that's going to do is unlock from whoever you're supporting, your favorite creator or otherwise, unlock whichever feed post that they decide to put behind this paid subscription. Mm. So aside from stories and feed posts, creators can also go live exclusively with their subscribers. Uh, and there's a new feature just announced that will let them chat via a group DM with up to 30 subscribers simultaneously. Uh, that's a giant, that's a pretty big group chat. I don't know the biggest group chat that you're a part of. Do you have any that are up to 30? Um, Blue Later Discord. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know if that's, is Discord count as a group chat? I guess. Yeah. Okay, I guess. It gets, it's tough, right? In, 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 in your personal life, I think once you get past like 10, or a dozen. Yeah, it gets messy. It's pretty hard to follow mm -hmm. what's going on. But maybe in this case, with everybody has like shared interests and you don't have to have 30. It says up to 30. But either way, Instagram wants to compete with the variety of services that are attracting talent. You mentioned OnlyFans. I guess Twitter has paid different paid subscription features at this point as well. And uh, we've we've seen some of the limitations with the ad model for companies like instagram they're looking they're, they need to quickly figure out more revenue for themselves too because you saw zuckerberg talking about having to fire people and apple cutting into billions of dollars worth of ad revenue because now the privacy settings on iphone and things like this well if you go this route and everybody's and and all the creators are doing the work of selling the subscriptions and you're getting a cut from it all of a sudden you got this revenue from elsewhere mm -hmm. so it's it's amazing to me because you had Patreon way before, and now you have this this that same model popping up all over the place, mm -hmm. where people smaller groups of people can main like maintain a community without a necessarily enormous following. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And without a ton of advertising, they can go this route with it. I don't know for how long. I don't. That's one thing I I often think about is okay. So you're. This person builds a business based on having a real tight-knit group of subscribers who are paying. For how long? You know, what, do people keep their subscription forever? Uh, six months? Do they move on to other things they become interested in? It's all, it's all um, curious. But I guess you could say the same even in an ad model. Mm -hmm. Nintendo has acquired an animation studio that will become Nintendo Pictures. Mm. As you have... Uh, so many video game properties being teased or actually in the works to be turned into movies. Uh, this is this is turned into a whole thing for a whole a whole new opportunity for companies like Nintendo because they have tremendous IP. Yeah, like people love this IP. People, the Mario's and all this. And believe it or not, Nintendo hasn't <gasps> done 
hasn't done anything like this, pictures, movies, since 1993. I don't know if you remember that movie. That Super Which Mario one? movie from 1993 with John Leguizamo. <laughs> was it live action? He was live action, oh, yeah. dude. It's live action. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a good time. It was fun. They tried. <laughs> dude, that was. I would like to go back and watch it because I remember it being jarring as a child. Yeah. yeah. Like jarring. As they try to do, I mean, I don't think, I don't know if they're doing live action or what they're going to do here. Let's see. So previously this company, Dynamo Pictures, they go acquire them and say, we turn you into Nintendo Pictures. We start working on this uh, content. Uh, last time they did it in 1993, Super Mario Bros. starring Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo. Now they're, they're preparing for a cinematic release, their first in years, an animated movie based on Super Mario Bros. starring Chris Pratt. So that's oh, already yeah. in the works. You knew about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there's been all this stuff with Sonic going on. They're like, you can't keep making these Sonic movies. We want to do something, too. Mm-hmm. They used to battle with Sega all the time. Uh, so anyway, a second animated film based on Sonic the Hedgehog was released earlier this year, and a TV show based on The Last of Us is in production for HBO. Right. So. Uh, yeah, Sony has their own animation studios as well. This is a trend. Well, I don't think The Last of Us is going to be animated. No, but, no, no. But I, I, I hear you. And they got 100% of the company, so expect to see more Nintendo content uh, in the future. Like, I'm talking about movies and TV shows and things like this. Yeah. I mean, Pokemon. Like, one of their biggest IPs, right? You're talking about Pikachu and all that? Yeah. They, they could do Well, did you watch that? They, they had that detective Pikachu. No, that's not fun. In 2019, that's not what it is. It's not what you, you need. Like the original. I don't know anything about Pokemon. Yeah, you got filming. Okay. What what would the original entail? Well, how would you do that? Well, with Ash, the the trainer, and oh, okay. bring it back to the OG Pokemon, the cartoon, yeah. the the animated. Uh-huh. Okay, I got you. Do that. Uh, so Drake has been gambling a lot. This is the latest thing. Is like gambling content uh-huh. where you're streaming and gambling. I mean, it's not the latest thing. It's been going on, but it's hot right now. Yes. To watch people win money and lose money. We're all desperate to, for emotion, to see emotion. Mm. We tune in like, whoa, he just lost or he just won. Or Is he live streaming? He's on Twitch now. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. He's oh. big. He's big. He's loving Twitch. He's mixing it up with the community and uh, he's promoting Stake, the gambling site, which he obviously has interest in in promoting. Now, apparently... He his balance during the, one of these recent sessions reached twenty seven point two million, but by the end of the night he was down to one thousand eight hundred seventy nine. Mm. It's a big swing there, Will. Mm. So you know, talking about twenty seven million dollars, just another night. Mm-hmm. I do actually appreciate that you would show that though. Yeah, because then you're not really sending the message that this is a win win situation. You can also lose plenty of money doing uh-huh. these things. Uh, he was on there with French Montana, and you can, of course, you can watch the action via streaming or on YouTube, but I just want to make it clear to people, as much as I'm sure he's having fun and all that, the way these things work is there's always some other external upside, right, which is that everything acts as a promotion for stake regardless. Like, I'm looking at the the... YouTube upload after it's like steak versus Drake featuring French Montana. It's like, you got a product now uh-huh. you got a commercial out of the deal. Now I'm not saying the commercial's worth 27 million, but 
I mean, you saw the money that, what was it, DraftKings gave to uh, sports streamer McAfee. Like, at some point, people are putting money into stake because they're watching all of this. Mm -hmm. So it's not just a straight-up $27 million lost. It's all part of this, like, promotional mechanism sure. that he needs to be on there playing. And he definitely needs to be risking amounts of money that you think should matter to him or else it doesn't work it's not compelling if drake's betting 500 what are you watching yeah it's got to be some astronomical figure so in this case the figure acts as the exciting aspect Mm -hmm. oh damn did he just lose did he just or win lose win these type of 10 million 12 million whatever it happens to be promoting this site the gambling stuff is just uh going bananas but um more on the streaming side of it apparently he got a custom pc for this purpose Mm. he got an eight thousand dollar gaming pc to gamble in a browser well he can play any game on it why people gotta be so rude like that (laughs) just to open a browser eight dollars apparently the rig was gifted to him by another twitch streamer by the name of exposed and people on twitter got mad they're like why does drake have all this money and then you send him you give him this $8,000 build, and then he had to respond and go, well, no, I mean, I was specking one out for myself, and I thought he might want one too. And so he did the, the custom one. You see the uh, 3090 Ti on the bottom. Is that what I'm seeing? That's mm-hmm. not nothing wrong with that. Um, now, apparently this story actually goes back on this, where when he first wanted to get into streaming, I'm talking about Drake, he reached out to this guy to help him out, and the guy was like, didn't have time in the time frame that Drake needed something, so he actually had to get him like a pre-built PC from Best Buy. And obviously, that's not the coolest thing in the world, so it was always in the plans mm. to do something better. And other people disputed the cost, because they said 8000 and then they did the parts pick or breakdown, because you know how it goes with in this <laughs> segment. Everybody got to <laughs> get down to the bottom of it. So the, let me comb this out a little bit here. What is the total? It, it's well, around eight grand, right? Well, people said it was sixty five hundred, which is true, but these prices fluctuate a lot. But this is the subtotal. Yeah, you would have some tax on there. P- p- listen, man, people just <laughs> want close enough. Yeah, it's close <laughs> enough, but people want to cause problems and be like, "I know my PC parts price is better than you do." Okay, like yeah. that's all it's about, right? Sure. Uh, but anyway. It's you're right. It's very close, and with the fluctuation of pricing based on when he built it versus when you did, because people said he was flexing the eight grand, mm. trying to put a little extra spice on it, mm-hmm. and they were saying, "Well, you beefed it up, sir, to make yourself." You know what I'm saying? Well, anyway, point being, it was close to eight grand. Might have been actually eight grand at the time that he built it, and really, it's more of a friendly relationship where they chat about PC builds and parts and things like that and he just helped get him a a cool a cooler pc than than what he had yeah so we can all relax <laughs> so like I don't, now he can go bet 28 million dollars and or get into streaming other games i don't think it just has yeah, to be not? i know i know it's a lot of stake promotion at the moment but maybe who knows what you're gonna see mm-hmm. who knows he could be streaming uh what's a hot game right now give me a hot game Apex. Is that hot right now? It's still hot. Hot again? Yeah. Off again, on again, off again? Uh-huh. He could stream the Toy Store video game, which is heating up right now. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Hyper. Hypercharged? Yeah, I'm talking about that. Yeah. 
Maybe maybe get Drake involved now. Anyway, thank you very much to everybody who joined here today. Thank you everybody in the chat, super chat, so on and so forth. A lovely early morning episode. Thank you to Will for fighting through it. The man's a fighter. We'll see you guys soon. Bye.